Hello, party people, and welcome to the fifth episode of the No Bullshit Health and Fitness Podcast with Lacey. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about something, you know, taking it back to the basics. So often, I find the longer that myself and other people are in the health and fitness space, we tend to forget that oftentimes a lot of people aren't even understanding the basics of nutrition. And so today, I want to talk about calories and macros. mainly due to the fact the biggest question that I typically get is, what are macros? Um, And I find so often that people don't even realize that macros, which is a short term for macronutrients, you'll hear people talk about counting macros and things along those lines. And I get the question of, should I count calories or should I count macros? And in a sense, yes, there is a difference. But at the end of the day, your macros do equal your total caloric consumption in a day. Um, And so I definitely think there's certain reasons why people should follow morally a calorie protein goal if they're very new over a full macro breakdown. Um, But in a general aspect, I think that it really helps to understand how macros equal calories. And this really clears up a lot of the confusion that we get here. And so um, I'm really going to take it back to the beginning, which is when we think of food, Uh, We think of the word calories, especially for people who are on a health and fitness journey. You know, they're following a diet or they're going through a cut or they're even eating maintenance calories, um, you know, or a maintenance diet or they're on a food plan. They automatically think of calories. So what are calories? Um, In a simple form, they're a unit of energy. I'm not going to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, your body needs energy to survive. I think this is something that everybody knows. Um, and in order for your body to function appropriately and properly, such as some of the stuff that we talked about in the last episode, which is, you know, your heart beating, your brain functioning, your movement, if you're doing exercise every day, organ function, you know, I talk a lot with my hands. I'm very enthusiastic. All of those things take energy. Um, you need those calories, which is the food that you eat. Literally everything that you consume contains calories, calories being a unit of energy that your body utilizes in one way or another. And so um, I think what we need to really understand here is not all calories are created equal. And this is where we get into the word macros, which again is short for the word macronutrients. So what are macronutrients? Um, There are three main macronutrients. Alcohol is actually its own, but that's a different day, a different topic. So we'll stick with the three main macronutrients that people follow, especially when they're counting macros or counting calories. And so those are proteins, carbs, and fats. Um, I think the important thing to note with this is we need macros. So the full three macros that we see here, we need them in larger portions than we need micronutrients. Micronutrients um, are essential vitamins and minerals we get through food. Um, And I think that's where a lot of people get the good food, bad food gist when really when it comes down to food, there's just more calorically dense food than others. If you eat calorie wise and fat loss wise, if you eat 160 calories of a donut and 160 calories of a chicken breast, as far as calories in and calories out, your body is going to register both of those as 160 calories. 
where the body will decipher those two foods is the micronutrients that you're getting, the vitamins and minerals that those two foods provide your body. So of course, the chicken breast is going to be providing your body a different vitamins and minerals from the high protein intake versus the vitamins and minerals that it's getting from the lower protein intake and higher carbs and fats from the donut that is probably highly processed compared to the chicken, um, depending upon what kind of chicken you're eating um, and how it was processed. And so I think, you know, moving forward, that's an important thing to note. But let's get back to these three main macronutrients and find and understand why they equal your total calories. So let's go ahead and jump in and break that down. So we're basically going to talk here about how many calories are in each macro. Um, And this is going to draw a lot of the clarification. So for one gram of protein, so a single gram of protein contains four calories. So an example of this is if a food item that you're eating has 25 grams of protein in it, that would be a total of 100 calories. That means that there's 100 calories coming from protein in that item. A single carbohydrate gram contains four calories as well. So if the food that you're eating has 15 grams of carbs, that would be a total of 60 calories coming from the carbohydrate intake in that item. Now for fats, a single gram of fat contains nine calories over double the amount of calories per gram of proteins and carbohydrates. So fat actually calorically adds up very, very quickly. And I think people need to understand how these calories work and that would make so much more sense. And so, um, so for instance, if a food item that you were eating had 10 grams of fat, it would equal 90 calories, meaning that 90 calories of that food item is coming from your fat intake. Um, and so the example that we have here is the 25 grams of protein, the 15 grams of carbs and the 10 grams of fat. So for the 25 grams of protein, we had a total of 100 calories coming from that. For the 15 grams, we had a total of carbohydrates. We had 60 calories coming from that. And for the 10 grams of fat times the nine calories per gram, you get 90 calories from that. So that total item with those macronutrient breakdown, 25 grams of protein, 15 grams of carbs, 10 grams of fat, your overall total total caloric intake from that item would be 250 calories because that is the amount of calories coming from those macros. And so this is how macros make up your whole caloric intake. And so you can basically take any food item, you know, I can, I can urge you to go to your, you know, your refrigerator or your pantry right now and grab an item. Um, typically I use white rice, um, or whatever, but if you turn it over and you look at the food label and it says at the top 240 grams, um, or 240 calories is in this item per serving. If you go down to where it says protein, carbs, and fats, and you take those grams and you take the protein grams and you times that by four, you take the carbs and you times that by four, and you take the fat grams and you times that by nine, it is going to give you a very close number to the calorie intake that's listed on that item per serving. There may be a small difference, and I'm going to tell you why. The FDA allows for a 20% deviation on food labels. This is why counting macros can be crucial in some cases because at the end of the day, if you're counting the macros, the calories will always be correct. But those macros on the back of that food label 
are what is in it, but the caloric range may be lower or even higher in some cases to five to 20 calories or more on some items because the FDA allows for that 20% deviation. So if you're using a tracker like MyFitnessPal, um, that's the one that I prefer. Basically, if you're counting macros in there, calories will always be appropriate because your macros will always make up the total caloric intake in an item. So hopefully that makes sense for everybody. I wanted to also talk about, you know, what is what like what do each of these macronutrients provide to your body? Like why do you need them? Why are all three of them important? You know, we see a lot of fad dieting this day where people cut out carbs or you know, lower their protein goal. And I think that it's important to understand, you know, why each of these are important to your body. So let's start with protein. Um, I feel like protein is one of the most important macronutrients. It's legitimately the building block to help um, the function of your muscle growth and repair. So repair and recovery, muscle building, bone health. It helps keep the metabolism burning. Again, we talked about this in the last episode. It has the highest thermic effect of food, meaning it takes a lot of calories to digest it, meaning you're burning more calories. Um, It maintains and builds lean muscle, which also helps you burn fat. It keeps you fuller longer. It decreases hunger. It can really help that metabolism. And one thing that a lot of people don't know about protein is it lowers glucose levels, which helps with burning fat as well. It also helps regulate um, uh, insulin. Um, and things along those lines. And it helps produce enzymes, hormones, and other body chemicals that you need. Um, I actually got a really interesting question about absorption because protein is not only absorbed for protein synthesis, and that's just really a special word for that repair and building of a muscle. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm eating the protein, um, and that's going to help with you know the repair and the muscle building. And that's absolutely true. It is going to help with protein synthesis. But protein is also absorbed, um, but there's going to be remaining amino acids. So your essential amino acids is what makes up a complete protein. That's why when you're looking for a protein powder and things along those lines, it's crucial that you have a protein that has your essential amino acids. When your body is breaking down amino acids or your protein, there's going to be amino acids that are left over, which um, are going to be filtered into the bloodstream to reduce muscle protein breakdown. There's also going to be amino acids that will be utilized and converted into glucose for energy. Um, And so those are important things to know that the absorption of protein is utilized in many different ways. Um, This was something that I learned even more about when I started using First Form products. You'll notice they have a Formula One. It's a fast assimilating protein that they pair with an ignition because carbs also is your body's main source of energy. So ignition is basically a carb source that's paired with their fast assimilating protein. So post-workout, basically, you take them together. The ignition carbs are going to be used to fill the glycogen stores so that your protein isn't being used and utilized towards glucose. It's going to be utilized for that muscle repair and recovery. It's going to be filtrated straight into those muscles in conjunction with that carb source that's coming into play with it. Um, It's a great post-workout. I have a link to that in my Instagram bio. They don't do discounts, but they do do free shipping through the link if you guys are interested. And so really important to know that protein is utilized for so many important things in the body. So now let's move to carbs. Oh man, the carb, the carb world out there is crazy. I think that in 2021, almost to 2022, we're making headway on helping people understand that carbs aren't 
bad. Um, I know that you guys have probably heard carbs are bad, but it's this is really far from true. Um, carbs are your body's main source of energy. So what what do I mean by main source of energy? Basically, it fuels your body as a whole. It helps with brain function, um, heart function, kidneys, your nervous system function. Um, and so often, lack of carbs actually counteracts a lot of that and causes significant issues you know there's long long term studies starting to come out about low carb or no carb diets um long term causing some pretty significant issues and i think that when we understand food and calories in and calories out we start to realize that carbs aren't actually the problem it's the overconsumption cutting out a carb like carbohydrates from your diet is just a really fancy way of creating a caloric deficit of course you're going to be eating less calories in if you're cutting a whole macronutrient out of your diet, if that makes sense. And so um, oftentimes what I see is women come to me, keto is a huge one. So they've been doing the keto diet for, or yo-yoing in and out of the keto diet forever. And, you know, they're experiencing weakness, fatigue, you know, midday crashes, headaches, uh, bad breath, constipation. Um, I'm just trying to think of some lack of focus, dizziness, irritability. Some of them have lost their menstrual cycles. Um, and so, you know, I think it's really dependent. There are, in, you know, guys, there's always an exception to the rule, right? There are very few medical conditions that require people to find a carb tolerance, I wouldn't necessarily ever say cut a carb out completely. Um, Carbs and fibrous carbs are detrimental to blood sugar levels and things like that. And paired with a well-balanced meal are necessary for so many bodily functions. Um, But there are some diagnoses or medical issues where you have to have a carb tolerance or be smart about the carbohydrates that you're choosing. Of course, if you're eating just a bunch of processed fast food carbs, not only are you getting a high caloric intake from the carbohydrates, but morally the fat when people start to learn more about food. Um, But also that's just not good for your body. Quality of food is important in some sense. And so I really urge people to follow, you know, not a rule. I don't think rules are necessary, but I think an 80-20 guideline of, you know, 80% of the time you're eating whole foods. We don't have to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Lean proteins, smart carbohydrates that are fibrous, that's any, you know, oats, um, rice, that's fruits and vegetables that have great, you know, antioxidants and vitamins and minerals in it. Um, You know, it's kind of like what we've always known. And so moving you know, forward on to fats. Um, fats are really great for the body too. So healthy fats um, are essential to giving your body energy and, to the, and support for cell growth. Um, it also helps protect your organs, as we all know, especially for females, helps regulate temperature um, and also helps with hormonal balances and cognitive disorders. So really what I like to focus on there is the hormonal balances. I get women that come to me who are eating really low fat intake or come from coaches who have just sliced their fat intake down. And I'm like, oh, your hormones are screaming at you. Um, I really try unless my client is teeny tiny built stature and is required to diet down at a lower caloric intake, which would then drop fats. Um, I really don't uh, look to drop my clients below certain fat grams depending upon their circumstances. That way we can keep and you know, a healthy hormonal balance. 
um, with, with their fat intake. And so really all three of these, you guys, I think it's really just balance is key. And oftentimes the reason why people will count macros is yes, it does equal calories. So the question I get is, well, why would I need to count the macros if calories in calories out are all that matters? And all, although in the broad, you know, calories in and calories out are going to be king, what macros does is helps you balance that out. By setting a balanced macro uh, breakdown, you're basically know you know at the end of the day you're not eating you know 80% of your you know daily intake is coming from processed carbs, or 80% of your intake is coming from fats, or you know only five percent of your intake is coming from protein, which is what I often see. People come to me. And, you know, they're consuming 60 to 70% of their intake is from carbs, you know, 20, 30% from fat, and then their protein intake is just in the tank. And so what we do is we start them with the calorie protein goal. I think that if, if a lot of this seems a lot right out of the gate, something is always better than nothing. So even if it's counting calories at first and then understanding, oh shit, I'm overeating big time. Um, when you get really honest with yourself, you start with a calorie protein goal, you get really consistent there, and then you start adding that macro breakdown because what that's going to do is help you get a balanced intake of all of those and what is essential and what is needed for your body. Um, and so that's why I wanted to get on today and kind of give an education around how macros equal calories um, and what these m- macronutrients do for your body and why all three of them are really important also important to note that it's not necessary to cut out food groups in order to lose fat. Um, can you cut out food groups to lose fat? Sure. You can also eat just in a caloric deficit with balanced macronutrients to lose fat and do it in a way where your body's getting the things that it actually craves and needs. And so I hope this was helpful for everybody. Um, I I appreciate everybody tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it um, with a family or friend or coworker that might benefit from it or on your story. Um, Subscribe or download the page that helps me keep this page up. I appreciate every single one of you and I will see you all next time.